three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, days, and gays. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're having a great day, night, weekend, whenever you're checking this out. Um, I am very privileged and very honored and very happy to have a writer, director, um, a renaissance woman. I'll throw that label on uh, as well. Uh, I've got Aaron C. Uh, Buckley here. Aaron, how are you? great how are you i'm really good again i know we talked a little off mic but thank you so much for making the time i really appreciate it um my pleasure thank you talk to me real quick i mean this will only be audio so i guess it's just for us but i love the space behind you like as far as how you have like everything decorated um oh thank you yeah Yeah, i we i live in a in a in like a brownstone in brooklyn so there's like a brick wall behind me and i have i've got the obama portraits and there's this really great artist out of um chicago who did um the james baldwin and the tony morrison pieces and then i just have like some like um some shots from uh some of the projects that i've done um from this film and from my web series and from a couple of my plays so yeah so I actually want to start with your uh, with your web series. So I got like yeah. a th- I got three episodes in to Platonic, and oh, cool. um, I'm gonna be honest, I-, I I don't like the comparison to girls at all. To be honest, <laughs> like, I- like I really think this is its, its own unique uh, thing. Um, oh, thank you. And-, and I just I I have my own issues with girls, which I won't get into. But <laughs> but what I love about that first episode in particular is how. How do I put this? It takes a lot to make me uncomfortable. And I was so wonderfully uncomfortable watching episode one because that <laughs> so is because su- that's such a incredibly real conversation. And you just uh, go, Oh, you caught feelings, but oh no, I told you how I felt, but weren't you weren't so mm. I, I I guess my first question just out the gate is what part of like how where's that line for you as far as drawing from your own personal experiences and putting Uh, that because that's got to get messy at points especially doing something like this and totally yeah no completely well i'm i'm in a long-term relationship with my partner heather and we actually just eloped over the summer so that piece is thank you um that piece is definitely from a period of my life before i met heather that is for sure in terms of the relationship piece of it yeah um but yeah i mean like i remember when i I was living out in la and i moved back to new york and there was this person i was seeing and it was like just so confusing because it was obviously there was chemistry but she was otherwise involved but you know it was just it was so confusing and weird so that episode definitely comes out of like uh yeah something real for sure i I feel i feel like all of my writing comes out of like a little bit of something real and a little bit of something kind of made up you know like an imagined scenario but some sort of emotional truth i guess yeah like are you now do you find like do you find writing from that perspective like therapeutic to kind of work through some (laughs) some (laughs) i don't even know you know i feel 
a good therapist, so I don't really feel like I need it after the <laughs> therapeutic reasons. But I actually, I feel like that's a lot of what I'm interested in in writing is like, you know, that sort of sticky space in relationships where it's things are confusing, um, where there's gray area. That really interests me. I mean, not only in terms of romantic relationships, but also like the the weird boundaries of friendships, which I think is a lot of what that piece platonic is about, you know? Yeah. Just sort of exploring like when is our when are our like friendships actually more emotionally intimate or even physically intimate than our romantic relationships and sort of what are those boundaries? Where are there no boundaries? So I appreciate you bring that up because during lockdown, um, I'm not a huge reader because it's just it stresses me out. But I started reading. <laughs> but I started reading a little more. And, and to your cool. point, I, I read I read this one book, and I'm completely blanking on it. But I remember one of the terms being brought up was that to your point, the whole when do platonic relationships maybe get more messy and more complicated than what you initially set it out to be. Yeah, and, yeah, and then, yeah. And then having that internal conversation with yourself and going, oh crap, what like where are we kind of heading here? Um yeah. with the whole web series about this, is that something that you're seeking to answer or is that just something you're seeking to present so that it's common knowledge? Yeah, I mean I don't ever feel like I'm trying to present some sort of thesis. So I, I feel like I, cause I, I don't know what the thesis would be, honestly, <laughs> but we're, like, I, I don't have a thesis. So I think, but I, I feel like I'm just trying to explore. I think it was based on my experience. I mean, the primary relationship in that piece is based on my friendship with my friend, Ryan, who I leave daily voicemails for. We've recently changed to like WhatsApp messages because the voicemails nice. were, fa- were failing us. Like we're having technical difficulties. No, but like, um, yeah. And I mean, so I guess I'm just interested in exploring it all. I don't really think I'm interested in any hard and fast answers because I think as, in life, like as soon as you feel like you have an answer, the rules change, right? Like everything, <laughs> like it doesn't stay static for long enough to feel like you've arrived at a at a clear, you know, point of view. Maybe. No, I think I think that's I think that's a fair. I think that's a completely fair comparison. I think things are always <laughs> evolving, and it's just like, yeah. but the sooner you try to define something i feel like that's when it gets messier and then you're kind of like crap i'm yeah. right back where i you know where i fucking started <laughs> <laughs> so I, I so i do want to ask because um myself i grew up in a very musician based cool. uh artsy uh household and cool. i kind of really just kind of fell into the podcast thing because I would hear so many people do bad podcasts. And I was kind of like, oh, I could do this. I think I could do it. It's fine. So was there a pressure from you? Because I was reading up a little bit on you, but I didn't want to read too much. R- growing up how you grew up, was there that pressure to get in the film? Or did this kind of naturally, like, you just kind of naturally fall into it? or? No, I mean, I mean, I have family members in the arts, um, but I, my mom's an actor and she was like, anything else you can do, go for it. <laughs> like, don't do this. It was kind of the opposite of pressure. I just sort of like was compelled and kind of couldn't stay away. But um, no, my mom was like, anything else you're interested in pursuing? Like, go forth. You know, and I went through the whole like kind of academic thing. Like I was, I was, I think I feel like I was like trying to avoid, avoid, avoid as much as I could until finally it was like gave myself over and, you know, went to grad school for acting and all that stuff. But um, yeah, do you no remember, pressure. Do, do you remember a point? Like, do, do you remember the point or a couple points where you went, this is it. Like, I need to be doing this. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there was a moment for me in college where I was like, I was actually declared in public policy at Stanford for a while. And then I was like, 
yeah, I want to be like doing theater. You know, I just remember really clearly there was like one term where I just sort of like pivoted. Um, and uh, I, so I remember that being like a, a flexion point and then, you know, applying to grad school and, and getting called back and then getting in was just like a total game changer for, for me and sort of the trajectory of my life, I feel like. Um, and then I think once I was out of school and had been like doing little parts on TV shows and like doing voiceovers and developing new plays. And I was like, I had just come back from doing a play overseas. And I was like, I really think I want to be having a more generative role in the making of stuff. And that's when I started writing and directing stuff. I was working daytime, like in a producing job um, at HBO or, you know, assisting a producer, uh, HBO documentary films. And then I was, I started writing stuff and I started immediately directing the stuff that I was writing. And I was like, oh yeah, this is what I want to be doing because it allowed me to work with actors who I'm, I'm, I'm so inspired by great acting and great actors. And um, so it allowed me to sort of be in the room working with people who I'd kind of always wanted to be able to do that work with. Yeah. Um, and sort of co-create with them I was like oh this is this is where it's at for me yeah, yeah. um so one thing I, so I, I do gotta I get a get a little controversial here because I, <laughs> I, I um for for me um I feel like people of color slash the LGBTQ community there's a very there's very much a Venn diagram with us as far as how we're represented uh, I have gone off at mm. multiple points about how <laughs> every you know for every boys don't cry, I'll recommend something like "Yes, God, Yes" for but I'm a cheerleader. It's like, hey, there there are there are gay stories that are you know that are fun. It doesn't always have to be about you know absolutely the the, the, the struggle and just have this. Which you know I know that wins awards, but that's a whole other conversation in itself. <laughs> as as a member of that community, yeah. are how do you go about presenting stories that are just human? Because what I really love about uh about cc dances the go-go is that it's just a story like it's not it's not about just like the, yeah. you know i mean because there's that point where it's just it, it feels less earnest it's more about just this is kind of the standard versus you know people can just be people and i and i honestly was watching this and i was so happy that it was just that and it didn't need to yeah. be so like do you feel like where is that line coming from you as far as how you're presenting your stuff and presenting things to the community? Yeah, totally. No, I, I appreciate that. I'm, first of all, I'm just so glad you brought up, but I'm a cheerleader because that would be my all time favorite film. So yeah. I saw that one shout out to Jamie Babbitt. Yeah. I love, love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, you saw it when you were 10. I saw it when I came out in when I was in high school. So there just goes our age difference. But um, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that you watched it when you were 10. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about how to answer that. I mean, I, I guess I just, yeah, I actually think you said it really well. Like, it's just, you know, about like presenting stories and it almost kind of being like background information that the person is like queer or yeah. or whatever, right? Like whatever the given circumstances of that person's identity happen to be. I mean, it's important, obviously, because it's, it's definitely a driving factor of this film, right? She goes to a gay bar, she's looking for connection. I do think her being like a gay woman and sort of she does have a degree of isolation, I think, because she's still sort of getting comfortable um, connecting with other people, I guess. But I guess I'm interested in it more kind of becoming more about the particulars of that character's life, maybe. I don't know. It's a really good question you're asking. At the same time, from like a macro point of view, I am intentionally creating space for, I, I want there to be stories about LGBTQ people and people of color and women and 
you know, women over a certain age, you know, like they're all those things are things that I'm thinking about when I'm creating. So I guess it would be disingenuous to say those aren't on my mind. But then I guess once I'm creating something, I'm just like, all right, let's go with this person's, you know, specifics. And who is this person? And in a way, like we jump past the the specifics of the identity and we're on to just more stuff of, you know, how they're living. Yeah, I, I really love the fact that there's a there's this point where um where Nikki and I felt man, my heart just broke in the best way for Nikki because she cause because <laughs> that whole internal dialogue of oh are they checking me out? Oh, are they not? Oh god, am yes. I like worthy of this person even looking at me? Like that whole yes. way that we all I think beat ourselves up, uh, especially okay. in the bar scene, which is its own <laughs> animal itself. Um yes, totally. <laughs> captured her just you captured that perfectly um oh, thank you as far as uh as far as cc herself though yeah i really love the way that she has this very natural progression as far as going like yeah i used to be more attractive guys but now like i i felt like that was the one i don't even want to say like force but i feel like that was very intentional in that moment to just mm-hmm. But it never came across like like it never came across cheesy. It just came across like a very natural, like, oh, like, okay. Like in this yeah. moment, this is so like was that was that one of those moments that you kind of just want to put in there to go, like, yeah, this is okay. Cause I feel like the fluidity in that moment is something mm-hmm. is just so well stated for like what you're presenting. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I mean, I I I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like her relationship with her sexuality is less fraught. Right. So like whatever it is, you know, she, yeah, used to sort of be into guys and then sort of more clearly identifies as being gay. Now I think um, she's just not so uncomfortable with herself, I think. And I think that's sort of like the journey that the other character Nikki is on in the film is like to gain some level of ease with self, maybe, you know, whereas uh, Cece, you know, is so now because she's a dancer and just because of who she is, she's so much more in her body and so much more comfortable with who she is from the jump. And I think that like Nikki's progression through the film is to sort of release the inner monologue. I mean, which is sort of technically, I guess what happens in the film is that she goes from just like talking, 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 talking to camera to like releasing that or over the, the arc of the film. Um, so yeah, it was important to me that the two characters sort of juxtapose um, each other in that regard. And, and, you know, we like, we went through various moments in the edit of like, does it make sense to jump to direct address from CC? Like dramaturgically, does that make sense that we hear from her as well as hearing from Nikki, if we're really like taking Nikki's point of view throughout the film? Um, but yeah, it was important to me that we kind of get to hear from her as well, that it was a different space that she was in, that it was defined differently, that she's like out of her wig, you know, that was important to me ultimately that, 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 that be in the piece as well. Yeah. Um, two, two, two more questions I'll let you get out of here. Um, I, I love your use of lighting and everything. Like it has this very documentary, um, almost, um, almost, uh, like hazy sort of feel to it. Like, like almost like a very intentional acid trip like i loved your use of colors like it's i, I it's, like it's something that stood out to me um in the web series and then it's also something that i immediately noticed as far as when i saw cc dancing just the way you use that is there a director or is there something that inspires that kind of that almost art house kind of trippy style that you use or 
That's a really great, great question. I, I worked with two different DPs, um, each of whom was incredibly talented. Um, this piece I worked with Chance Faulkner on, uh, and then on the web series, I worked with Adam Golfer. And I, their styles are so different, but I'm just completely obsessed with both of them. I think they're so incredibly talented. And then sort of a creative through line for the pieces, I worked with the same editor for both pieces, um, Summer Spyro. Uh, she she okay. cut both. Yeah. So that I think you see like the use of music. We're both really obsessed with music and her cutting style is just so distinctive and terrific. Um, and also my part, my producing partner, Rowena, um, worked on both projects with me. So they were sort of up and my costume designer, Christina Bullard. So there were some sort of consistent collaborators, but in terms of the use of lighting and, and stuff, I really have to um, credit my my incredible DPs. And, you know, Chance had a had a really great team from his Dog Days Productions um, squad, just an incredible team of guys gaffing and stuff. They, they just really, really did a great job. And that was a much sort of more um, designed lighting experience, right? And Chance yeah. was so involved in like, you know, he was like, what do you think about these colors? And, you know, he was just an amazing collaborator on that. And then on the other piece, um, it was a really pared down crew of people. It was Adam and he had one gaffer um, who was incredible, but like it was a really pared down team because we were shooting that piece in New York in these really small apartments. Like one one day we shot in like a studio apartment where literally we, we couldn't fit our whole crew in there. So it was like, hello, thank you for doing makeup. See you later. You know, like we'll see you on the street later. But um, yeah, so it was like completely different production experiences, but really, really dedicated DPs. I mean, they just did an extraordinary job. Yeah. And I, I think for me, I'm, I'm glad you said the thing about like the documentary style and the, and the sort of particularly, I think for platonic, that sense of sort of fly on the wall thing was really important to me that it feel like you're just sort of observing these people and that it not yeah. feel you know very stagey or whatever whereas with cc it's very intentionally theatrical at certain points and the direct address is very intentional um, but yeah anyway both complete completely terrific collaborators um last question i've got for you i mean you've got you've got a range of stuff that you've done uh in your career as far as what's next like is there is there something like top of the bucket your list you're like i want to get here like as yeah. far as a project yeah, I'm working on a new piece called Starfucker. Um, and it's, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm having, I'm, I'm working on a script right now, um, the feature film. And, um, yeah, that's kind of what's in the works for me right now. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to be directing for TV. Uh, it's really hard to jump into that without having done like a feature. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's what I would absolutely love to be doing. Okay. Um, as yeah. far um, outside the feature film, like, can we expect any more? Like, can we expect anything in between in that you're that you're working on? Or? You know, it's so funny that you asked that because I was just talking to my partner today and I was like, I think I need to do some sort of like indie sort of like very like, like smaller, more manageable project over the next few months. We just had a, a baby a few months ago. So I'm like, oh, also like a new month. Thank you so much. But like, we're in this huge transition period. And my daughter will be like five months in a couple weeks. I can't believe it. So I'm also in that sort of like liminal period of like becoming a new parent, yeah. um, which has been sort of so immersive and so wonderful. Um, so I feel like over the summer and, you know, at the latest in the fall, I just like to shoot like some smaller projects. Now, I don't know if that'll take the form of like another web series or a short or something. But uh, to your point, I was just talking to my partner today about like just like planning to shoot something smaller and more doable. Yeah. Because um, I I really want to shoot a feature next, but I think um like in the short term I want to do some sort of more short form thing. So thanks for asking. No, I I 
like I said, I watched both. Uh, like I watched your stuff, and I was like, man, I'm really just loving the way you direct. So whatever oh, next product you, so you have, like I will be watching for sure. Um, oh, thank, thank you, you. Aaron, no, Aaron. Thank you so much for making the time. Um, before we get out of here, can you tell the people where they can find you, where they can watch Absolutely. the film? Absolutely. So um, my short my short film is at ccdancesthegogo.com. Um, and uh, you can also find it at youtube.com backslash at ccdancesthegogo. And my series um, is at uh, youtube.com slash at platonic series and um I, i'm on i'm on instagram at aaron underscore c underscore buckley those are long things to say i mean i'm realizing as i'm saying them to you like those are actually like really long uh, probably easier to have said my website for platonic is just platonicseries.com. <laughs> that would have been easier i mean why didn't i go there first <laughs> no i'm no i'm i'm happy you took the scenic route i, <laughs> I mean we have all the options now Right. Um, I will definitely be tagging you on this uh, when I Thank get this uh, up here uh, early next week. Um, perfect month to put this up to. But um, yes. but Aaron, uh, thank you so much again uh, for thank taking you, the time. Hunter. Hope we can do this again. And uh, take care of yourself. Take care of the family. And thanks again. Thanks, Hunter. Have a good one. You as well. <laughs>